Good morning, friends. How's everybody? I'm doing okay. It's Ange, by the way. Uh, and welcome to Air to Earth Podcast. This is season two, episode five. We are moving right along. Um, and I could not be in a more balanced place, but we'll talk about that when we do our energy check-in. So this episode is entitled The Dichotomy of Self-Love. Dichotomy is one of those words that just sounds really nice and I like it. Um, I'm also a Libra, so I'm all about dichotomy in both sides of things. But um, today we're going to talk about self-love, which is a term uh, that is, I think, used more and more, which is which is cool. I like that. I like that we are paying more attention as society to self and encouraging, um, giving ourselves attention and the idea that uh, you can make yourself happy, that you don't need to look externally for happiness. Um, so I like all that good stuff, but I do want to talk about the other side of self-love because there is an ugly side um, that is not so pleasant. Um, and I don't think we talk about that side because it's ugly. So we are going to talk about that a little bit today. And I, as usual, I just want to be upfront and honest with my audience about self-improvement. And if you really want to make yourself better, then you have to look at the ugly side of things because we are dual natured as well. Um, and so we, we like the pretty shit. We like to talk about the pretty shit. It feels good. It's positive, all that good stuff. But if we never get to the ugly shit, then, um, then we're just fooling ourselves, you know? So I do wanna take the time to talk about the more ugly parts of self-love and working on yourself. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be beneficial for myself as well as my audience, which is why I do this shit. So let's do our energy check-in. I'm feeling amazing. I believe we're going into, yeah, we're in the new moon of Leo. And um, I don't know if I've expressed this already, but I just fucking love Leo energy. I It's so surprising that I don't have Leo in my birth chart, but like I be in Leo energy all the fucking time. I love, I thrive off of it. So um, yeah, let's get into this energy check-in. You know what, folks, before we do the energy check-in, Let's 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 do some plugs because some exciting things happened last week and I should highlight it. So last week I started officially my YouTube channel under Air to Earth Tarot. You can check that out on YouTube now. I have covered six signs, so half of the zodiac has been covered for general messages for the month of September 2020. So if you're interested in tarot, if you want to see what it's about, if you want to see how I read, if you want to see um just how readings work in general, um, then please go check that out. There are links on my Instagram page or on the Air to Earth Instagram page that you can find at air to earth underscore at air, the number two earth underscore. You'll find a post with the highlights from each reading. Um, I started with Leo since we are in Leo energy or Leo. Um, season, couldn't think of the word. Um, we are in Leo season. So I started with Leo and then just worked my way up to Capricorn. So this Friday, the 
what's this Friday? The 21st of August, I will be covering the next three signs, which will be Aquarius, Pisces, and Aries. And then the following Friday, I will finish it up with the last three, who are Gemini, Cancer, Taurus, Gemini, and Cancer, okay? So by the end of the month, you will have all 12 signs readings for the, the following month for September, okay? Um, please go check that out. It's a really cool practice if you're not into tarot. Um, and if you are into it, then, then go check it out. Um, I really have a lot of fun reading for signs and um, it's just really cool to watch it all play out since I do it in advance. So if it doesn't resonate right away, that's fine. If it never resonates, that's also fine. Um, and also be sure to check out your sun, moon, and rising sign. There are some months where Gemini makes a lot more sense to me than Libra because my rising sign is is Gemini. So um, just make sure you check that out, have fun. And um, they are general readings. So only take what resonates for you. You don't have to try and force something to make sense or, or be looking around the corner like, this doesn't make sense to me, but she said it for my sign. So now I'm looking for it. Like that's not the way it works. Um, like everything, you should let it flow, be honest. And if it doesn't resonate, then it's not for you. It's okay. Uh, so yeah, please go check that out on uh, Air to Earth Tarot on YouTube. All right, folks, without further ado, energy check-in time. Okay, friends. So the energy check-in for my newcomers, first of all, welcome. Um, if you are new to Air to Earth podcast, then you should know that we do this every single episode. It is called the energy check-in because I would like to encourage everyone to check in with yourself. It would be ideal to do it several times a day um, through transitions, through moodiness, through um, whatever you may be feeling or going through throughout the day, especially if things are happening that are unexpected uh, and you were not necessarily prepared for. But if not, if you're having a, a an awesome day, a smooth day, whatever the case is, it's always beneficial to check in with yourself because we are complicated as fuck, you know? So you don't always know how you feel. It may sound silly, but like, if you really think about it, you don't, you don't always know how you feel. You don't always know why you feel the way you feel. It doesn't always make sense with your external environment. There, There's a lot of shit that goes on internally with each of us that we have to sort through. So the energy check-in is, is a chance and an opportunity for myself to do that and for my audience to do that. So I'm going to take a moment to just reflect on how I'm feeling and why. Um, it's usually good or bad, positive or negative. Um, I try to be as honest as I can. Um, there's really no reason for me to hold back. Uh, so I do give you guys quite a bit of insight as to how my week is going and how I'm feeling in this very moment. So I do encourage you all to pause me here and take a deep breath, whatever you're doing, if you can, take a deep breath, close your eyes and um, just check in, check in with yourself, see if you're feeling anything that doesn't quite make sense to you. Uh, see if you are holding any tension in your body. See if you're slouching. Like just now I had to straighten out my back because I was slouching. So again, it's good to just kind of retrain your body and um, regain 
balance if you've lost it and didn't didn't realize it. I also notice that when I'm when I'm breathing shallow, when I'm just not taking in enough air, uh, and these check-ins help me to take deep breaths and breathe slowly and uh, relax my body when it's tense for no good reason, you know, just probably out of habit. Um, yeah, so those are some of the things that I get, you know, from the energy check-in right off the bat. So I do encourage you to do that now. Just make sure you come back, okay? As for me, uh, I did mention that we are in the middle of the um, new moon in Leo. And this energy is bringing forth just like positivity and inspiration and creativity and playfulness. I find myself, um, when I'm with my niece and my nephew, I find myself just really being in the moment with them and not not rushing anything along. When I pick up my nephew from daycare and we're settling into the house, I don't rush him into, okay, let's eat or let's do this, let's get on this schedule. Like I'm just like there with him and just like, how do you feel? What do you want to do? And it seems to be doing wonders for his mood. He is a Gemini, so he can be a little moody. Um, so it seems to be doing wonders for him to just kind of slow down in terms of the routine or really just throw the routine out the window and um, allow ourselves to play and in, engage in play as if it were work, you know, take it just as seriously and carve out time for it. And um, it really does wonders for your heart. It's just such an uplifting kind of energy. So I do feel that um, this week. And it's just amazing. It feels like really light for this year. 2020 has been nothing short of a shit show. Um, it's been a good shit show for me. Um, just transformative is what I mean by shit show. Just different um, but and tough a lot of the time, but, but good, you know? But this week feels a lot lighter. And I'm just so thankful for it because this year has felt really heavy in a lot of different aspects. And I don't know if anybody else is feeling it, but if you do feel that way, if you do feel playful, creative, inspired, positive, uplifted, um, just kind of effortlessly, like you're waking up in that energy, it could be because of the new moon in Leo. So do some research on it. It's really cool stuff um, in terms of astrology and how we are connected to the planets. So I am. <clears throat> also, if my voice cracks, if I sound a little weird, it, I'm really congested. Um, my allergies are just flaring up a little bit. So if I sound like a 13-year-old boy going through puberty, then that's why. Um, don't make fun of me. So yes, I am in that kind of energy this week. I've just been really feeling in the flow. I feel at one with my life and what I've set up for myself. And I do think, I will take the time to say that I do think that is the the result of perseverance and hard work. Like I have made a conscious decision this year to follow up with myself, to set goals for myself and, and hold myself accountable to them and really instill discipline. Um, I a good example is me putting out episodes for Air to Earth podcast at six o'clock in the morning on Wednesdays. There's no reason that I do that. No good reason other than, you know, I want I want it to be available for you all early. I want, you know, by the time you wake up, I want it to be there for you in case you do have a commute to work, if you're fortunate enough to have a job. Um so there there are some practical reasons to it, but I mean I could I could put it out anytime. Sorry. 
I choose to put the episode out this early and wake up this early to work on it. One, for the peace. I, I've always liked being the first one up in the house, but also it's a way to show up for myself. I've had several people ask me like, why so early? Why are you doing that to yourself? I'm not doing anything to myself. I'm, I'm loving myself, really. I'm allowing myself the opportunity to show up for me to, to, I was going to say prove to myself, but it's not really, it's, it's more so being there for yourself, you know, like almost like a test, almost like a test. But if I don't, if I fail, it's not really failure because it's me. It's, it's, I could have a good reason to do it later in the day or whatever the case is, but it's an opportunity to be disciplined. You know, um, if you work out, you know what I'm talking about. If you wake up early to work out, um, or you stick to a certain diet or you set certain goals for yourself, like you understand what I'm talking about. You, there's no other reason other than yourself to do it. And there's a lot of power in that. So anyway, I'm feeling like I'm proud of myself. I'm feeling like I have a long ways to go. I haven't, you know what I mean? Like achieved ridiculous success or whatever the case is. But as far as I'm concerned, I actually have. Um, because I'm doing what I truly want to do. And I'm taking the time to align myself behind what my heart truly wants. And I've, um, aligned my mind with my heart, with my gut, with my actions, with my thoughts, with, you know what I mean? And, and it, it takes time and it never really ends this work. Um, it never ends, but man, like if you do it for a sustained period of time, um, you, you will feel better. I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it at that. You will feel better. So I'm feeling great. Um, shout outs to all my Leos out there. Again, I know Leo season's coming to an end, but um, shout outs to y'all. I really look up to a lot of Leos. Um, they be getting shit done. So try to try to benefit from Leo energy, y'all. And that has been our energy check-in. I hope you guys are feeling half as amazing as me. Um, and be inspired, y'all. Get out there, do something creative. Take advantage. All right, lovelies, let's get into it. So last week I went with my sister to a day spa and um, cute little place. And um, it was our first time there and my sister wanted to get a facial and just treat herself. So we're there and I wasn't getting anything done. Um, I just went along for the ride. Something told me to do that. Um, so I went along for the ride. I'm sitting in the waiting room um, while my sister goes to get her facial. And it's just me and the, um, who I didn't realize was the owner of the, of the day spa. But at first she's just sitting at the front desk, you know, with her mask on behind her computer. And I, we somehow strike up conversation and we literally did not stop chatting um, until my sister came out. And um, just a sidebar, if you are someone who likes to talk to strangers or ends up in, like you can talk to anybody about anything, um, there's something to that. So you, you should probably embrace that. And um, you never know who you're going to meet. You should always look your best, feel your best if you if you can when you go out 
when you go out and um, engage with the world because you never know who you're gonna meet, what conversations you're gonna have, what they may need. And, and a lot of times the universe will have you come in contact with people for a reason. So it's best to be as prepared as possible by, by being, uh, I would call it by being like accepting of yourself, you know, like being confident, being confident. Leo, again, Leo energy, like being self-assured, you know, knowing what you want. Again, I, I wasn't going out for work. I wasn't going out, um, for any particular reason, I was just going out for the ride, but I meditate every morning and I check in with myself very often. And so I was feeling, I think I had a yellow dress on and I was just feeling, you know, like in my power, I was feeling cute. I was um, just feeling confident within myself and believe it or not, energy is real. People can see that, people are attracted to that. So anyway, we get into this conversation and, um, we're just chatting away, chatting away. It felt so fluid. It felt like I've known her forever. Um, and it felt, it felt natural. It felt, and it felt good, you know? So we were mutually just kind of vibing off of each other in this conversation. And it did, she did tell me that she was the owner and I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's dope. Um, she's asking about my background, yada, yada, yada. And so we, we briefly had a conversation about self-love. And she's like, I think I told her about Air to Earth. We exchanged um, Instagram. We exchanged Instagrams and she's just kind of looking through the Air to Earth Instagram. And she's like, oh, wow, this is super cool. Like I'm getting like self-love vibes and, you know, just positivity and, and self-development and spirituality and all this good stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you know, just telling her what I'm about and what the brand is about and all that. And she's telling me about what her brand is about, what her business is about, why she's an esthetician and all this good stuff. And she's like, you know, the funny thing about self-love is like, it's good to, you know, treat yourself and it's good to um, get your facials and take your bubble baths and, and do all this stuff. But she's like, at what point is it overindulgence? Like, at what point is it vanity? You know, like, she's like, I just feel like people can go too far with anything. Like that people can make a bad thing out of anything, you know? And it wasn't a super, I didn't take it as a super negative comment, but she was just being real. Like she felt comfortable and she was just kind of like, you know, like I own this day spa and obviously I'm all about self-love and people pampering themselves and all that. But she's like, you know, like, isn't there more to self-love? And you know me, y'all. Um, I went in, like, I was like, huh, that's a good question. Like, is there more to self-love than facials and waxings and um, all these beautiful things that we should do for ourselves. Please don't get me wrong. Um, but is there more to self-love? Like, and I'm like, hell yeah, there is. Hell yeah, there is. Like 2020 has taught me, yeah, loving, loving anything, loving anything, think about it, is not always fucking sweet. What? If you have kids, pfft, Come on, if you have kids, if if you think about how you feel about your parents, um, especially when you were younger and you were more honest and and more um you filled up your consciousness better as a child, if that makes sense. So you you would go right up to your limit of understanding as a kid, where I think 
as adults because of all these different things, um, complicating things and deceiving us and society and all these other pressures that you don't know are there when you're a kid, we, we don't push ourselves to our limit. We don't like expand to our fullest abilities as adults. Um, that takes effort. But when you're a kid, you do right. You do what you know. You know what I mean? Like you do what you know, you say what you think, you say what you believe. And if you think about some of the nasty things you may have said to your parent as a child, you, you meant it in the moment. You know what I mean? You probably meant it. And so, yeah, love has two fucking sides. So self-love is no different. And so after that conversation, I was just thinking about that. And, and like, I'm like, man, people, you know, we can get caught up in Instagram world and social media world where everything is polished and we see the best of everything and we, we, we're ultra positive and um, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. But I do think it's important to create content that speaks to the dual nature of things, that in, engages us in conversation about the things no one wants to talk about. I do think there's a lot of value in that. There's a lot of growth in that. Um, because a lot of times, unfortunately, growth comes from the ugly shit. You know, if we could keep a lot of times, I'll put it like this. The the nice part of things is the aftermath. It's the aftermath of some really ugly shit. If you've ever met someone who knows how to pamper themselves, you know, we'll, we'll stick with the pampering. Like someone who goes to the spa every week and gets all this stuff done and they, they invest in themselves and they take the time to do so and they prioritize themselves, really speak to that person. I guarantee you they have a story. I guarantee you they have a story that is ugly. I guarantee you they've been through some shit. Um, and, and these practices, they've learned to do them out of struggle. I guarantee it. So I do think that, um, again, the pampering and all of that good stuff is necessary for sure, but it's the result of something. Like, why Why do we need the pampering? What have we been through where we need to, to do that for ourselves? You know what I mean? So I do want to talk about that a little bit. And so I was thinking when I was writing this episode or uh, taking notes for this episode, I was thinking about... What was it? I was thinking about love, right? So loving, I was thinking about the probability that you probably love yourself the same way you love other people and vice versa, or the same way you love things and vice versa. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, like we assume we're good at love when we when we talk about self-love. Like, yeah, love yourself, do this, do that, blah, 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 blah. But you're assuming that you're good at it. You're assuming that you know how to love something or someone, right? So I was like, okay, a good exercise would be to ask yourself, how do I love? What, what am I trying to accomplish when I say I love someone? Like, what does that look like in practice? What am I doing when I'm loving someone? What does that mean to me? Very different answers are going to come up for different people, right? Some people love by coddling. 
Some pe- I used to be a, a preschool teacher, and I'm telling you that many people think love is coddling. They think that they've created a human being, and their sole purpose, their sole job is to keep that child comfortable. If they're uncomfortable, I'm a bad parent. And I've seen it play out time and time again, and I'm like, where the fuck did people, where do people get that? Like, it probably comes from you want to be comfortable all the time. And so you figure a child wants to be comfortable all the time and you figure that's good that they're comfortable all the time. And then you call that love. Uh, In case you haven't noticed, I disagree. But if that's the way you, if you want to make that case, by all means, I would love to hear it. Hit me up. But um, I disagree. I don't think that coddling is love. But if that's the way that you, if that's the undercurrent, if that is the um, goal when you are loving someone, then then that's probably what you're going to do when you attempt to love yourself. And what does that look like? What does coddling yourself look like? Is it productive? Are you going to accomplish what you can? Are you going to reach your potential as a human being by coddling yourself? I don't think so, obviously, right? Uh, let's think of another example. If you love by challenging, this is more my speed. <laughs> Not saying it's correct, but it's it's more my speed. If you love people by challenging them, okay. That looks like I don't have any children, but again, when I was a teacher, um, and that's probably why that's more my style of love is because I, I'm a teacher. But for me... I think the best thing that you could do for another human being is help them get from A to B, especially if they were unable to do so on their own. And that's in anything. It's just development, learning, teaching, you know. I think that that's a really, really good way to look at love. I call it tough love also because there are implications there. First of all, I'm not here to coddle people. I do not coddle people. I don't coddle three-year-olds, and so I certainly don't coddle adults. It's just not productive, in my opinion. It doesn't help you, and I actually want to help people. So I'm a pusher. I'm a pusher. I'm an investigator. I will challenge you. I will question you. Um, And what that is doing is sharpening you. It may annoy the fuck out of you, depending on who you are and what the context is. Yeah, I I may annoy you, and I'm going to do it on purpose, and I do not care how annoyed you get. Now, there's a limit to that, obviously. I can't, you can't annoy someone into learning. You can't be so irritated that now you're open to learning. It's a balancing act, like all things. But I do think that just personally, loving looks something more like challenging rather than coddling. Um, But again, that's my personal opinion. I'm not saying that that's, you know, correct. Um, but it's worth the exercise. It's worth asking yourself, like, what am I, how do I love? And then ask yourself, how does that play out in self-love? How do I express love to myself? Do I express love to myself? So in terms of the whole, you know, bubble baths kind of um, imagery that we see on social media and and immediately associated with self-love, I disagree. Because sometimes self-love is going to look the exact fucking opposite. Sometimes loving yourself means making yourself really uncomfortable. 
not providing a space that is so comfortable and so full of contentment that you don't move. Think about it. When you're comfortable, who the fuck moves from comfort? Who's inspired by comfort? Come on, think about it. Think about it. If you're creative, a lot of times your best shit will come from the most tumultuous, like, nice. I pulled that word out of my ass. <laughs> um, the most tumultuous, the most um, troublesome, uh, the most challenging times in your life or of your day or of your week, sometimes your best shit will come from that. Because when we're uncomfortable, when we're upset, there's inspiration to move. It's like, I can't be here. I don't want to feel like this anymore. So what the fuck do I need to do? Action. Action comes from discomfort. Working out. Great example. You know, discipline. Why would anyone be disciplined about anything? Why would we do that? If we were comfortable all the time, if we were happy all the time, if we were chilling, you know, in a day spa every day, it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. So it's interesting that we've kind of um, simplified self-love and watered the concept down to like the aftermath, you know, like the, the thing you need to do for yourself because you've been through so much shit because you've voluntarily gone through so much shit. That, I would argue, is self-love. It is the voluntary choice to go through shit knowing you'll be better at the end of it. That's what school is. That's what, that's what schooling is. The idea is you'll be better when you're done. In some way, you'll be better for it. Um, that's what a relationship should be. Not this unrealistic hope that it's going to last forever every single time you meet someone and like them. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's actually not self-love because you're setting yourself up for horrible disillusionment and, and disappointment. Rather, you should look at life as, as experiences, as a collection of experiences. And how can I get the most out of these experiences and therefore get the most out of life? By going through it honestly, by going through it, accepting that there is good and bad to everything. So I choose the good and bad that I want to deal with, the good and bad that will make me the best person that I can be, honoring my truth, being my full authentic self. But the good and the bad, <laughs> not just the good, because there's no such thing. So I think it's the opposite of self-love to go into any situation thinking that it will only be good. I think that's where addiction comes from. Um, I think that's where overindulgence comes from. I think that's where codependency comes from. I think that's where those really low vibrational energies come from. It comes from the deceitful idea that something, anything can be only good. Think about it. I pause because I, I want to let that sink in. Like nothing can be only good, nothing, but we get to choose. We get to choose what good and bad we accept in life, the good and bad we engage in, the good and bad that will be worth it for us. There's no such thing as someone being more ambitious than you are. There's no such thing. They've just tapped into something that is worthwhile that they deem worthwhile and you haven't. 
That's what makes someone more ambitious. That's what makes someone more successful, more accomplished. They've made a decision. They've made a decision. They've thought about it. They've reflected on what would make life worthwhile? What would make life good for me? Knowing that there will be bad. You know what I mean? Like what would what would make me fix my mouth to say that life is good? Knowing that I've been through bad shit, knowing I will continue to go through bad shit in life. Can't avoid it. Nothing I can do about that. But when somebody asks me how I am, how can I how can I make it so that my answer is truly good? I'm good with the bad. What what conditions would I have to set up? What do I need to put in place in order for that to be true? And I think that endeavor, that questioning, that line of thinking is the fullness of self-love. And it is not sweet all the time. But when you engage in that and you become obsessed with your betterment, you become obsessed with the, the actual development of self, then you'll understand how much work it takes and that it is a lifelong endeavor and that you will get it wrong and that you will fuck up and that you will stumble and you will fall um, and you will make a fool of yourself. There's a vulnerability aspect to it. But if you lie to yourself and you only play games that you're good at, if you only allow yourself to be seen in a good light, I would argue that's not self-love. That's not self-love because you can't grow from there. If you only present yourself as a master at things and then ignore the things that you're not good at because you're not good at them, then you are cheating yourself development. Anyone who wants to truly be good at something will allow themselves to be bad at it first. And you'll allow people to see it. You will voluntarily humiliate yourself. Who was it? Dave Chappelle said, having children is one of the most humiliating things you can do. It's a very interesting thing. Ponder that. I'm not even going to go off on that, but just, it was a very interesting quote that he said. Having children is one of the most humiliating things that you can do. You can't hide. You can't hide anymore. Now there's a little person who's watching your every move and will criticize you. So if there's something you are hiding from your coworkers, your friends, your other family members, your children will see it and they will call you out on it. I think that's what he meant by it anyway. So voluntary humiliation, voluntarily going for something, reaching for something, being bad at it at first and allowing yourself to grow and get better at it. That is self-love. And then you do the day spas and then you need pampering because you're working, because you're doing the work. But to equate self-love to those things, it, eh, it rubbed me the wrong way. It rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I thought that it was really awesome that she's the owner of the day spa is um, so self-aware um, and kind of thinks about, you know, the, the deeper end of things. It shows that she's passionate about what she does. She's not superficial is what I got from that. I'm like, wow. Okay. She really thinks about like how her business affects people, how it's affecting society and like 
collective consciousness and and the way things are portrayed on social media. Um, and I thought that that was really great. And her business is really successful. And there's a reason for that. It's because she she knows the why behind what she does, what she does, you know. Um, and I can tell just by her posing that question and thinking about it. The fact that she thinks about that shit means that she's engaged in her work, you know. So yeah, I, I did want to talk about those those over, excuse me, those those concepts around self love. That self love is is like I said, a lot of the time it's not pampering yourself. Because you don't want to be comfortable all the time. You can't be comfortable. First of all, you can't. But to for for that to be the pursuit is interesting also. Like it used to be my pursuit. I'm I'm just thinking about myself in this moment and being really honest. Like I used to fix my life that way. I used to fix my life where all I wanted was to be comfortable. So when I was working through something, I wasn't getting the full experience out of it because I all I could think about was when I would be comfortable again. I used to think of my relationships that way. I used to use my that's basically using your relationship or using people, your connections with people as a drug. That's a drug. Like I said, I mentioned addiction and overindulgence and codependency. That's where those behaviors come from. It's because it's you're you're not being honest about the the double-sidedness or the dichotomy of things, of anything. I'm sure heroin is amazing. I wouldn't know, but I'm sure it's amazing when you're high. And then you calm down and you realize you've been asleep for two days. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case is. I don't, I don't really know exactly how that goes, but you know what I mean? Like there is a downside to everything, but if you just chase the highs of life, man, you're cheating yourself. You're cheating yourself out of the full experience of life, of being a human being. We're meant to feel lost. We are meant to feel like novices sometimes. We're meant to stumble through things. We're meant to be bad at things. We're meant to be humiliated. We're meant to be humbled so that we can be esteemed. But to only present yourself in a certain light to others as well as yourself is bullshit. And your heart knows it's bullshit. Your gut knows it's bullshit. You can silence yourself for X amount of time. But when that shit comes crashing down, the longer you do that, the more catastrophic that disillusionment will be. So day to day, we should we should work to, I think anyway, we should work to be honest and to actually work on ourselves. So yeah, self-love, folks. Two sides to that shit. And um you got to allow yourself to just walk the path, allow yourself to be on the journey, but don't chase, um, don't chase. Sorry, I should silence my phone. I feel like I say that all the time. Um, don't chase comfort in life. Like life, there's so much more to life than being comfortable. And guess what? When you accept that being comfortable becomes so much more sweet when you do get the good side of things, of people, of relationships, of life, um, man, it's it's dope. It's dope, you know. Um, but you gotta accept that that's not that is not life. The pursuit of that is not life. 
Life is full. But you get to choose. You get to choose which side, not which side. You get to choose how you suffer, how you suffer, under what circumstances you suffer, when suffering comes in, when loss happens, when we are subject to just the inertia of of the universe. And we can go with the flow or we can fight against it and, and never truly accept the nature of what the hell is going on, you know? So it's it's our choice. We do have a choice in the matter. But I do think that life is so, so much more fulfilling when we accept the good and bad in everything. Just accept it. It is a given. And then move accordingly. And then, yes, folks, go to the day spa. Have the bath. Um, I've been having Epsom salt baths myself, and they are wonderful. Um, listen to your favorite music. You know, Do those things. Do that shit. Yes, do that. Um, but please don't equate those things to self-love because that's what social media does. And it's just not true. It's misleading. And that is what I wanted to talk about today. So, um, I really hope you enjoyed. I hope you at the very least have some food for thought. Um, if you disagree with shit that I say, like, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, I'm very opinionated, and so it it wouldn't make sense for everyone to agree with everything that I say. Um, but I hope that it, it the concepts that I bring up make you think. And if you vibe with it, then um, allow it to change you. Allow it to change some small habit that you have, um, or discuss it with a family member. Like, hey, what do you think about this? Or um, whatever the case is, you know. Um, but I really hope that these discussions help get wheels turning and allow you to look at something from a new perspective. You don't have to agree with it, but um, hopefully it's something that um, you can you can learn from. That's all. So thank you so much, friends, for tuning in. Uh, I should take this time to mention that I am more than happy to accept donations, subscriptions, um, support, love, all that good stuff. And you do so however you see fit, my darling. So, um, if you're looking for ways to support air to earth and, um, you enjoy the content and you enjoy these discussions, then please let me know. Let me know by liking, subscribing, donating. You can do so through the Instagram page. So again, that's going to be on Instagram at air to earth underscore air, the number two, earth, underscore. There you'll find a link in the bio section to the website. You can support by booking a tower reading with me. You can support by, like I said, donating. There's another link in the bio section that will bring you to the anchor episodes for the podcast. When you get to that homepage, there's a little button that says support. You can subscribe for as low as $1 a month. You can do $10 a month. You can do $50 a month. Whatever is on your heart, whatever you have um, to give would be amazing and so appreciated. And it helps me show up here every week. This does take time. It takes effort. I gladly do it. Um, but encouragement definitely goes a long way. So if you would like to support me, please go ahead and do so. 
you can also support by purchasing merchandise. We do have two styles of t-shirts that are on sale. Uh, and you can find that on the Instagram page under the merchandise button. Check out the styles, prices, and DM me uh, for any more information that you may need. So yeah, support black brands, folks. It's it's a thing. I'm loving it. And um, I'll continue to show up for you guys every single week with all this wonderful content. Awesome. So that's what I have for you folks. Thank you so much for listening in. I really appreciate y'all uh, for meeting me here every single week. I hope that you enjoyed and I will see you guys next time. Well, I won't see you guys next time, but you know what I mean. Um, have a great day. Glow up, friends.